0: Hi folks, this is Greg Harton and welcome to another episode of Speaking of Arkansas. Today we're going to focus on Fayetteville. In the next couple of months, Fayetteville voters will have a lot to think about. City leaders have called an April 9th election so voters can decide whether to extend the city's 1% sales tax. But this election is just a bit more complicated than that. On the ballot will be a slate of projects totaling $226 million. That's going to include questions about transportation, trails, a new police station, uh, some new fire stations, and some other projects. In this episode, though, I wanted to talk, uh, talk about one project that's going to be on the ballot. It's called a Cultural Arts Corridor. Its biggest feature is what designers call a transformational civic space that's going to be built right there by the Walton Arts Center, just west of it in that parking lot. The corridor, through landscape design, tie together several of the city's arts-oriented amenities. We're talking about the Walton Arts Center, the venue that's under construction for Theater Squared, the expansion of the Fayetteville Public Library, and arts-related developments in South Fayetteville, including some of the properties down there owned by the uh, University of Arkansas. The city hired a landscape design and engineering firm from Charlottesville, Virginia, called Nelson Bird Waltz. In this episode, I'm joined by Brett Gastinger, a senior associate, and Zoo Ponza, an associate with the firm. Also, we have Peter Nierengarden who is leading the city's efforts on this project. Uh, welcome to you all, and thanks for being here. Uh, let's go ahead and get started with some basic questions about this. What is an arts corridor beyond a trail and a park? Who'd
1: like to take that? <laughs> well, an arts corridor, it's been... Um, pretty interesting as the as we've tried to uh, digest and understand what the city has asked of us, and it's a pretty remarkable um, task to uh, take and look at uh, public space, uh, that it, uh, o- land that is owned by the city, and what the city could do to transform that to really create a district that supports the arts in a, in a whole new and expanded way. So that includes uh, publicly owned land and in street right of ways, it includes the Razorback Greenway, and it also includes uh, two uh, properties that the city owns: the Fay Jones Woods and the West Avenue Civic uh, West Avenue lot parking lot.
0: Okay, so the the you know some people might say, okay, we've already got a trail, we've already got some connectivity between these uh, uh, cultural amenities, uh, the library the Walton Arts Center, Theater Squared, uh, some of the arts developments down to the south part of town. Um, so in terms of you know a $30 million bond issue question, what do the people of Fayetteville end up with that make them feel like $30 million is, is well spent? And, and I know about 20 million of that is, is really geared toward the arts corridor and maybe 10 or so is uh, replacement parking. Um, but uh, help, help me to understand what, for, for $20 million, what, uh, what's the bang for the buck?
1: Sure, absolutely. I mean, that's actually the way you described it was a good way of um, phrasing the question because the only reason we are able to imagine an arts corridor is because of some of the investment that institutions like the Walton Arts Center and uh, Dixon Street and other arts institutions in the city have already made to help um, uh, make that a very identifiable part of Fayetteville. So that is a huge uh, plus that we're not start we're not trying to invent something from scratch. There are the bones of a really active, vibrant arts community. And yet Fayetteville doesn't have the kind of space that can really uh, feel truly open to the public that invites people um, from both uh, all parts of Fayetteville and from other places and have a place where you feel like you've really arrived, and that you can be, and that you can understand what that uh, uh, vibrant arts culture is really like, that you can experience it. So uh, we're, bu- we're um, building upon uh, strengths that Fayetteville has, and uh, through the development of, of that publicly owned land, making it even more accessible and more functional for what the uh, city envisions.
2: And uh, really building a space for the whole community, for everyone to use, whether it's a visitor or someone who lives nearby or ho- someone who drives in for one of the art events. Um, just really imagining very active uh, public spaces that uh, can have variety of events that don't have to be programmed at some times, but you have an opportunity to sit down, play with your kids, watch other people. Um, really a central... Uh, Piece uh, of outdoor space in this really already very active district.
0: Okay. Um, Peter, before we go any further, I wanted to make sure that we um, tell people where they can go to find more information because obviously, in a podcast, uh, there are some visuals to this uh, that we can't show in a podcast. Uh, uh, where can people go to uh, look up some of the information that the city would like for them to see?
3: Absolutely. We've been uh, trying to do a really good job of keeping the city's website up to date with all the current information um, and schematic designs, um, schedule, uh, and whatnot on the project. So if you go to the city's website, which is www.fayetteville-ar.gov, and on the left-hand side, um, there is a link to master plans and the cultural arts corridor is listed as one of the master plans um, in that list and you can click on that see some of the information um, that is publicly available but basically everything that we have uh, done throughout the community input sessions on the project uh, is available on the website and there's also a link to the city's um, speak up website um, which is an extension of the website that allows for the community input and feedback um On elements of the project so every time we've done a in-person input session we've replicated that opportunity to provide input online through the speak up website so all of that information is archived there we don't currently have a uh, an opportunity for input on the project but the three previous uh, input opportunities are all summarized there so, in future So you can see what the feedback was at yeah, the different yeah. stages yeah. along in, the way. And future input opportunities will be there okay. also as the project continues to develop. Okay. And that's,
1: that speak up site is really cool. I mean that's such a nice thing to have as a city. We were the kind of the guinea pig for that website, but it's uh, allowed for a lot of um, great feedback for us as designers, um, but also helping get the, the word out about what, what the status of the project is.
0: Okay. Um, Peter tell me just from a city government standpoint what was the genesis of this entire conversation
3: that's a it's a great question I can't I don't know that we can say there's a um, one specific element that led to the development of it or one specific Genesis but maybe a myriad of, of different opportunities I guess that kind of coalesced to create this project so one of those um, it's obviously the Walton Family Foundation's design excellence grant opportunity uh, that was launched uh, a couple of years ago and invited um, cities and nonprofits to propose outdoor um, park and civic spaces as part of this design excellence program, and they were offering 100% um, uh, of the design cost for the design of these outdoor spaces. So we saw that opportunity and partnering that with um, some people uh, you know, dialogue that had been happening around the community around trying to think um, more progressively and differently about what we could do with two of the larger parcels that we have in the downtown area, one of which is the Fay Jones Woods, um, the other is the uh, parking lot at the uh, Weston Dixon. Um, that, that that parking lot, as many of your listeners probably know, has had lots of discussion for many, many years in Fayetteville uh, around, you know, even before it was a parking lot, turning it into a parking lot, and then Um, several different discussions around um, different types of development uh, on that on that parking lot so that's just been an ongoing community conversation and we felt like this was a really good opportunity to tap into um, some design dollars to design um, a world-class space uh, as part of this design excellence program and then the other piece of land uh, the Fay Jones Woods um, came to the city in uh, about 2004 um, as part of a, a settlement from the um, Kohl's development, if you're if you, if you or your listeners remember um, the Kohl's, uh, uh tree debate in 2000 or 1999 2000, um, the city was sued over uh, breaking our own tree preservation ordinance, and out of uh, that settlement, um, the city had to invest $500,000 in the purchase of. Uh, woodland spaces in the city, and that Fay Jones property was purchased as part of that settlement. Um, we constructed a trail through it, and later in the 2000s. But then we haven't really done much else um, with that property. But felt like partnered with the um, opportunity at uh, the parking lot at Weston Dixon. This woods, you know, connected uh, connects the two, or um, the trail, and they both presented a really uh, exciting opportunity for an investment in downtown. Um, so that's sort of the, I guess, the story of the genesis okay. of the project. And so the,
0: the Walton Family Foundation grant was 1.8 million. Correct. 1.7. 1.77 million. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and that's basically paying you guys, uh, as I understand it, for uh, landscape architecture. Uh,
1: that. And engineering and lighting and uh, irrigation and you know, there's a lot of it's a complex project so okay. there's a lot of uh, expertise that needs to come to the table. Uh, but
0: but none of the construction work per se. It's it's all about the planning, Correct. the the meetings that you had with the public that that Walton Grant has paid for.
3: Yep. The well, design that excellence process. grant was uh, for a hundred percent of the design from schematic design through the bidding phase okay. of the project, and then uh, we're currently working on. Um, the budget for the construction phase of the project, and as you may know, it's included in the city's uh, bond mm-hmm. initiative that will um, uh, go out to the voters on April 9th as one of the 10 questions uh, for funding um, for infrastructure investments in the city.
0: Okay, what's the connection to Fay Jones for that,
3: or for that property? It's a great question. So the city purchased the property from the Fay Jones family, um, and our understanding is that Fay had purchased the property uh, in the 60s or 70s um, with an, an idea for potentially moving his headquarters uh, of his office down there that never happened um, and then after he passed away it was part of his trust and um, so the city was able to acquire it from the trust so we've we've uh, kept that name since that's where it came from and uh, are trying to with the design you know, pay some homage to Fay Jones and his influence in Fayetteville as a part of the architectural history and heritage in the community
0: the um as I remember, the the uh, Walton Family Foundation grant that uh, the city received um, included a provision that the city pur- pur- pursue uh, to not just spend $1.77 million on this process, but to actually follow through with a bond issue or somehow to pursue funding for this project.
3: Yes, as part of our design application, we had to um, demonstrate Uh, what our strategy would be for funding the actual construction of the project. So at the time of application, the city council committed to um, spending uh, $20 million on the construction of the project and as we began working through the process and identified the bond uh, discussion and um, that investment in infrastructure for the city as that opportunity to fund that, that $20 million investment.
0: That's not to say, or correct me if I'm wrong, that that the city is committed to building this regardless of the outcome
3: of the bond. If the yes, that that's that is accurate. If the uh, bond vote is a no vote on question eight, which is for the cultural arts corridor, then um, we certainly have to go back to the drawing board and figure out how we would fund construction of the project. It may be that it would be um, uh, funded. Constructed at a much smaller level, so a much smaller portion, or maybe um, over a longer period of time, um, we haven't really uh, pursued that strategy. We're putting our energy into trying to get a yes vote. On, sure, uh, on, but, but on it,
0: it, I, you know, I think it would be helpful for people to understand: it, it, is the city committed to following through on this project, regardless of whether that that bond issue is a favorable vote?
3: We are. Um, we. You know, it just makes the the follow-through, the timeline of the follow-through much more um, extended and and much more um, difficult to to accomplish.
0: Okay, so does that mean that that regardless of of how that vote turns out, that that eventually that parking lot will be converted into a civic space, and eventually that that trail will become more of a integrated arts
3: corridor I would say that is the goal okay. um, of course it would take I think um, uh, some some city council approvals to allocate the funding to make that happen and I can't of course speak for what the council would or would not do but we would uh, the, the administration would certainly work towards trying to obtain that approval for that funding again just over a much longer time period
0: the um, let's talk for just a moment that uh, about the civic space part of this sure. uh which which all of it is, but but I hear that more related to the the portion of this that would would uh, essentially replace the what most people call the Walton Arts Center parking lot, uh, the, uh, the the lot west of the Walton Arts Center. Um, it seems that one of the favorite words, and maybe you guys have used it, is transformational. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about the the civic space conversion would be transformational?
1: Sure. Well, um, it's pretty remarkable that the city owns that piece of land in such an important spot within the city. And uh, it's, it's important several re, uh, in several ways. Uh, one is that it's at the confluence and convergence of a major amount of stormwater in the city. Um, it all uh, gathers there under that um, parking lot. Yeah, nobody and then, sees and it. Then it yeah. And then it goes down into Tanglewood Branch, which is at the headwaters of your drinking water supply. So there's, there's, it, it's not a, a stretch to say that your water in Fayetteville starts right there. And um, in addition, that, that piece of land is uh, strategically located right in between uh, downtown Fayetteville, Dixon Street, and the university—it's at the at the convergence of you know some really major uh, parts of your civic uh, infrastructure, and uh, at the same time, it is a piece of land that is uh, large enough that already it hosts pretty sizable civic events and community events, and and yet for the rest of the uh, time, it is a it is a surface parking lot that's dedicated to parked to parked vehicles. The way that we've been looking at it is that what, what people really wanted to do with parking is they want to be able to get where they want to go, and we are pretty confident that there are other ways that we can ac- uh, accomplish that. And at the same time, we have the uh, possibility of creating for Fayetteville a place where you really feel like you've arrived. You've, you're uh, within uh, footsteps of the University, of Dixon Street, of downtown. That you can have a place that is uh, free and open to the public. You can meet meet friends there, uh, or you can have a larger uh, larger group gather there. That things are uh, changing there. That you see um, the arts community on display, and that things are all, always changing. That there'll be events staged there. So, it's uh, you you and you can feel it. You can viscerally feel it when you walk down there. You f- it, the the bowl shape of the land really feels like a heart of of Fayetteville and to have it you know be a parking lot is is uh, has fulfilled in a really important need in in uh, for when it has uh, for as it's been there but as uh, Fayetteville continues to uh, change and grow. There's we we feel that there's other other ways that we can satisfy that need and make the most out of what that uh, public land can do for the citizens. As as this
0: conversation has has gone on in in Fayetteville, um, it there have been times where the parking, the use of that lot for parking, yeah, has been, and I sensed it maybe just a little bit in your tone there that that. You know, it's like, oh, it's just such a waste that it's being used for parking, and um, and there are people down there that look at that and say that has kept their business. Up, sure, that understand. has that has helped to absolutely uh, keep Dixon Street alive, oh. and so they are very unnerved by the idea that we're going to replace that with yeah. someplace where you you know you right. you bike through and you hang out and and um, and that. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily produce customers for them.
1: No, we understand that. And it's um, as designers, um, and we're tasked with, with thinking um, 10, 20, 30, 50 years uh, of, of what this um, project and what this city could be. And so we need to balance um, a boldness of, of vision with um, keeping um, the businesses and institutions that make this community, keeping them. In, uh, in a thriving position, so it's we understand that challenge. That's part of design. Um, we live in a, a a city in in Charlottesville, Virginia, that is in it has a lot of uh, common traits with Fayetteville. And uh, one thing that gives us confidence is that um, uh, in that in that city uh, uh, there was a bold vision thirty years ago to create a uh, public. Uh, civic space along a downtown area that uh, made it uh, pedestrianized a an urban street, and uh, it was fought tooth and nail by businesses, and it was uh, not easy. But the, the the boldness of that vision has created a place that transforms our lives on a daily basis. It creates, um, and it has um, added immensely to uh, the quality of life in that community so we've seen it happen we know it can be challenging and we're uh, we've been just uh, amazed at the commitment from the city uh, in the ways that they can um, help make this happen that we can satisfy those challenges relative to replacing parking while still keeping a bold vision for the future
0: and it it seems peter that the um as this developed, and the mayor and some of the aldermen, uh, or I guess I have to call them councilmen these days since the state law changed on that, um, the uh, that they recognized that uh, uh, the kind of the concerns about the parking down there and losing it was a major, potentially a major pitfall to this uh, this project. And so, as I understand it, the the mayor has at least exp- expressed uh, that. Not you're not going to get rid of the Walton Arts Center parking lot until there's replacement parking. Is I, that
3: is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know what's what's important to um, understand and um, I guess convey to listeners is that the city's perspective is not that the uh, West Avenue parking lot as a parking lot is. Know, wasted space or just or, or not space that's being used wisely but we see an opportunity to be more efficient with you know one of the most valuable pieces of property that the city um, owns and you know maybe even one of the most valuable pieces of property in, in northwest Arkansas and using it for surface parking is just not the most efficient use of that really valuable from a monetary perspective and from a civic perspective piece of uh, property um, in the heart of Fayetteville and so uh, but but also we recognize that there is a need to provide for parking for people to come downtown and enjoy the, um, the Walton Arts Center, Dixon Street and this future cultural arts corridor. So yes, as you said, um, the mayor and the council now have committed to um, 10 million dollars as part of the bond question for the cultural arts corridor to fund replacement parking we're currently working with garver engineers to do site selection analysis on five sites to locate that replacement parking and the current project schedule is that the uh, construction on the civic space on the west avenue parking lot uh, would not start until that replacement parking uh, is online and available um, so that there is no net loss of parking in the in the immediate area of that Dixon and West intersection
0: so before the April 9th election will we know what the solid plan is for parking
3: we will have the results of the Garver analysis and we'll be uh, working towards likely an RFP process to work with a uh, uh, to develop a public-private partnership for the construction of that uh, replacement parking Uh, we probably won't have the full details um, ready by that April 9th vote but we'll at least have the site identified and we'll be making progress towards executing on that um, that that commitment of constructing that replacement park. Well, that,
0: that certainly seems key to for some people gotcha. is
3: you know that that uh,
0: some of the discussion has been about dispersing you know taking the 290 spaces that are in the Walton Arts Center parking lot and kind of Perhaps putting them in one location, but also perhaps putting them them in several locations. And uh, I think you know, the, the uh having an answer to that in mm-hmm. terms of what that's going to be may be a, a key to whether some people say yes or no
1: to, to this right. issue. Yep. And and I'd just like to add too that for some the you know, it's the specific number of parking spots is very important and we understand that and we also want to say that um, we've encouraged a, a comprehensive look at um, making spaces in downtown Fayetteville accessible so that includes so, uh, some of the other recommendations that have been made about making uh, current parking more more visible, improving signage, and, and considering other um, uh, elements within the city's control to help Fayetteville feel like it's easy to get
3: downtown. And one of the yeah. components of the design actually um, is an additional approximately 20 parallel parking spaces along the west side of West Avenue, so directly across the street from the Walton Art Center. Those spaces are even closer to the Walton Art Center door on West Avenue than most of the existing spaces in that West Avenue parking lot. And while 20 spaces obviously doesn't replace 290 in the parking lot, we see an opportunity to use those 20 spaces um, in combination with Uber and Lyft and Valet to provide drop-off and queuing for um, patrons of the Walt Art Center and people coming um, downtown on busy Friday and Saturday nights. And so um, we can provide even closer uh, equivalent parking while their car won't sit there really the entire time they're at a Walton Art Center show or out to eat, but they'll be picked up and dropped off in a location that's even closer than where they would have parked previously um, when the West Avenue parking lot was functioning just as a surface parking lot.
0: Did you have something, Zou?
2: Yeah, I mean, just uh, you know, talking about the parking, um, looking at it really comprehensive, comprehensively, as Breck said, uh, but really looking into the future and uh, looking at different options of uh, how people transport themselves, whether it is on those little scooters now, which pop, which are popping up everywhere, on or bicycles or. Um, you know, using rideshare um, and providing ample areas for drop-offs. But uh, just having all the conversations with the uh, merchants on Dixon Street, uh, the people at Walton Art Center, um, other uh, community members in that vicinity, everybody moves through there in a different way. So looking at this comprehensively um, and providing those parking spaces, but looking at alternative ways of um being able to move and move easily around the city is is very important for us.
3: And we're certainly not trying to imply that everybody is going to all of a sudden start riding their bikes right. to downtown Fayetteville or riding a scooter to downtown Fayetteville, but there is a uh, demographic that will. And for every person that does choose to do that, that's an additional parking space that is available to those that do want to drive their own personal vehicle yeah. downtown and have a place to park.
0: Um I'm going to throw one or two questions at you that i've just heard out in the community and and uh, uh you can tell me if uh it's uh, kind of you know an issue or just crazy talk <laughs> is this an anti bike barbecue project
3: absolutely not okay Uh and barbecue has um, actually been a great partner in working with us on the design they've provided a tremendous amount of input and information in terms of making this civic space that functions for their event and for other events um, in the future in terms of electrical infrastructure, in terms of size of the stage, in terms of canopies, um, in terms of loading and uh, unloading, in terms of accessibility. So it's absolutely not um, an effort to uh, kill Bikes, Blues and Barbecue. We see this as a venue that will work for Bikes, Blues and Barbecue, albeit in a little bit different orientation than, than currently uh, the way they're laid out. Uh, but we see the, that event as continuing to be able to utilize this space. And we see it as an opportunity to create new events or, or encourage events that are happening elsewhere in our community or other communities in Northwest Arkansas to have a new home and venue in downtown Fayetteville.
1: Yeah, we've really enjoyed that those conversations. They've been um, very helpful in, in whether it's it's them specifically or other larger events. There. That technical information and logistical uh, uh, brainstorming has been really helpful.
0: I think really either way you answer that question might gain some votes or lose some votes, uh, you know, because there are certainly people in Fayetteville who would be fine with Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue, uh, leaving, uh, the town and, and, uh, uh it, it's, but it's, it's also one of the most successful rallies, uh, uh, festivals, I guess you'd call it, that, goes on in Fayetteville. Yeah, build. I mean, regardless yeah. of what
3: you think about Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue, and what, you know, what your personal opinion on it is, the reality is that they use the space, they know how to operate a large event in it, they know the electrical needs and the infrastructure requirements needed to execute, um, and their willingness to share that information with us and work with us on our design has been invaluable, in my opinion.
0: So, the uh, the corridor part of this, the... the um, you know, we've talked a little bit about the civic space there on the on the Walton Art Center parking lot, but but heading south, um, what does that look like, and 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 what does that do in terms of the um, the bang for the buck? I guess you would say. I mean, I'm 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 really curious as to how you know can you give some substance to the economics of this making sense? You know, uh, you know, thirty million dollars and 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 you know, we, we end up with something that I think most people will, will recognize would, will be very nice, but does it make economic sense, and and what is it about that corridor that, that helps to produce that?
2: Well, I mean, one of the things about a corridor is that it starts moving people, and it starts moving them in a more efficient way. Um, and uh, by us looking at a lot of different components within the corridor, including streetscapes, the Fay Jones Woodland, improving um, the stormwater quality and accessibility to the um, Tanglewood Branch, um, has a direct effect on um, the additional, the adjacent properties, uh, and how people are going to be ac- be able to access downtown uh, by making uh, the accessibility easier, uh, better signage for parking. Um, it starts inviting people to um, move into that direction in a much easier way. But also, uh, one of the main thing is that this kind of infrastructure improvement um, in such a key location in downtown has a direct um, effect on future development in the area. Um, And we have heard a lot of conversations about um, housing, you know, densification, um, you know, what this project can bring um, in the future for that. And, um, you know, since it's, since this is um, kind of almost like a master level, ma- master plan level um, design project that um, portions of which are going to build, be built, we can really build on that vision and start imagining where... Um, future investments for the city might be um, but also just uh, when you're thinking about the corridor and moving people towards downtown and um, the opportunity for the businesses and art institutions that already exist there um, there will be much i mean even just that will um, have huge economic benefits and while <laughs> it's
3: uh, just so i could add it's impossible to crystal ball exactly what that economic impact and potential will be for Fayetteville. I mean I think a lot of it is dependent on ultimately what does the design look like and look at these guys and um, you know we know we've got top quality uh, design expertise here, um, but beyond the design, even how well the space is programmed and operated uh, into the future when the design and construction are complete. Um, but we have taken a look at um, equivalent, or similar type civic spaces in peer and regional communities um, and uh, evaluated their um, construction uh, cost as compared to the economic benefit that they have measured post-project construction for these these peer communities, um, and they've seen between three and ten times the return on their investment in terms of um, uh, real estate investment in the area, sales tax generation, um, and other revenues you know that are direct and indirect de- associated um, with those projects. So. We we believe that if done correctly, um, our project, this Cultural Arts Corridor, should realize a uh, an ROI that's somewhere in that range, um, and 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 bring benefit to downtown Fayetteville and you know the greater community. Yeah.
0: Now, as part of what you guys have been doing, is part of that an economic study, or I mean, when you talk about having looked at these other,
3: is 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 that part of what you guys have done, or
0: no? That's been um,
3: that's been work that we at the city have. Have taken on and, and okay. done, and we've talked to a couple economic um, analysis firms, and we've also uh, looked at other projects. Uh, you know, from the from the guidance of Nelson Birdwaltz and projects that they recommended, that, uh, we take a look at and collected information on what the the um, what the economic impact and ROI has been for those projects to evaluate um, our project in comparison to those projects. Okay.
0: So I don't I don't want to overstate anything that. That, that is a, um, that's kind of the city staff checking in with those communities and, and mm-hmm. gathering information, mm-hmm. but but we're not saying that's an economic study no. of what the impact of this will be. No, okay. we have not done All right. that. All, All right, fair enough.
1: I, I'd like to add just another um, aspect of the idea of the corridor. You asked about the corridor, and, and one of the exciting things is that this project will allow the public and visitors and, and people thinking about Fayeville to connect the Walton Arts Center and Dixon Street with the Art and Design District, along with a whole other group of arts organizations within Fayetteville. So for that to crystallize in in people's minds that there is a there's a part of the city that is connected by the arts and not just in in uh, arts but active arts, that this is art that is being made and produced and explored and it's changing and it's dynamic and it's part of events. And to have that be part of the identity of Fayetteville, crystallized into public space, that is very hard to put a price tag on, but invaluable in the way that Fayetteville can position itself in attracting creative uh, people, keeping uh, graduates, keeping people Uh, staying in Fayetteville it's it's one of the really exciting um, aspects of this I I don't
0: think people are quite uh, aware of what uh, uh, well I can't assign that to people I'll just say (laughs) I'm not uh, as aware of as I should be to uh, what's going on south I know the university is, is active down there, uh, but but I, I don't have a, a picture in my mind of what no, that's did, going. We need to look go like. on a field trip. No, uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's exciting. Well, d- well, uh, well, we can't take our listeners with us right now. <laughs> so it, it, help me to understand well, what's what's it well, what's in I, the process. Sure,
1: and we're we're not and uh, and we can't speak for the for the university. But from what we've been able to see from the outside and as visitors, is that the 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 art and design district. Is a tremendous new investment by the university, uh, w- funded by some generous donations, to lift that program um, uh, to a national level. And the facilities that they're building in that district are truly remarkable. and um, And they'll be this uh, the southern terminus of this arts corridor. So uh, to um, connect those com- those existing um, vital. Uh, civic institutions with the learning that's happening in the art and design district is pretty cool
0: um here's here's a question to throw a, a loop into this the um the public space the civic space down there are we building something that uh for those people in our community who uh have hit upon misfortune and don't have a home to go to at night um Uh, Which we have a lot of effort to try to help folks along those lines, but are we creating a space um, people see uh, uh, folks that are out on the street corners, uh, uh, you know, asking for money, and the city has said, well, with the Supreme Court decision affecting that, we can't really do anything about that. Are we creating a space that uh, where that's going to become an issue? Um, for the home and the homeless population, being you know becoming a gathering point for them as well.
3: I think if improperly managed, that is uh, potential. But it's the city's intention to manage the space or or create a, a partnership with an organization to manage the space, so that it has uh, the right amount of um, activity and um, eyes on it to where um, it does not become. Um, a space where there's people sleeping on in every corner. Um, not to say that that won't ever happen, um, but I think the goal. Because the goal is, of course, to create a space also that is open and accessible and available to everyone. So just because you are um, on the lower rung of the socioeconomic spectrum in our community doesn't mean that you're not welcome in this space, it just means that there's rules around what you can and can't do um, inside this space. And so our goal will be to, um, to to manage it or work with an organization to manage it uh, in a way that it feels open and welcome to everyone um, and doesn't have elements to it that um, Know, are distasteful to to those um, that uh, are not comfortable with that element
0: has that been an issue in in other locations that you guys have uh, designed or, or uh, worked on that uh...
1: Uh, I mean I, I think Peter's right that it, it is a bit of um, um, management and uh, but there are things that we can do and as designers of physical space that can um, improve Improve visibility, improve perception of safety, improve lighting, there, and do that in a in an artful and beautiful way, um, so that um, that the the places that we're creating um, together are are improving the quality of life and, and allowing people to feel comfortable in the spaces they live.
0: Okay, um, don't want to take up a lot of folks' time, so we're going to wrap this up, but but help me to understand from your perspective of looking at this, what are the biggest misconceptions that people have about what the city is trying
3: to do down there? And I think, um, of course, the whole parking thing is, is difficult for a large, um, not a large, but a a portion of the community, particularly that, um, is, you know, used to parking in in a certain space and change can be, you know, hard and difficult to accept. So that change I think is, um, Is a misperception is there real value in giving up this you know space that I've used for the past 20 years to something that I'm having trouble visioning what it is or will be and so I think that is actually the biggest um, misperception um, or or just maybe some misperception but just lack of understanding in terms of the opportunity in what this space can be um, because we're talking about something that doesn't really exist yet in uh, Northwest Arkansas in terms of a, um, a true civic open um, gathering space can be used for um, small festivals, large festivals, program for events uh, and otherwise. Um, so it's incumbent upon us, I think, and you know, with the help of our uh, design team, to begin to um, invest time in, in really helping people understand and, and tell that story about just this opportunity and what it um, can be and provide for Fayetteville in terms of an injection in and an investment for downtown and for all of Fayetteville um, in really providing a world-class outdoor venue um, and space that is welcome and opening, open to uh, everyone.
2: Yeah, and uh, one of the things that we have um, uh, tried to talk about um, throughout the whole process of public meetings is that we are not coming to this community as designers from another location um, and trying to impose a different design aesthetic or bring something that is completely foreign to this place. But we really want to understand what Fayetteville is about, what the character is. Um, what the arts community does here, uh, what the culture history is of the site. So we have been constantly talking to varieties, a varieties, oh, sorry, a variety of um, uh, groups of artists and um, and citizens and historians and constantly educating ourselves about what is uh, so special about Fayetteville and what makes Fayetteville um, unique. So and be um, during this uh, next design, um, uh, during our uh, design process, as we are working through this, we will be distilling this even more. So it will be visible through materials, um, through the story that we uh, tell, through the identity and the graphics of the park, through the gathering spaces as well, and through the arts.
1: Yeah, I I think um, there's a a couple of of, uh, answers to that question for me. Um, One is that uh, a lot of the discussion is about the civic space, because that is uh, perhaps the most visible and the the most upfront uh, part of this project. Uh, But the improvements to West Avenue, to the Fay Jones Woods, to the accessibility to the Greenway, and uh, to Tanglewood Branch are, are incredible and actually will have really lasting impact on how this community uh, functions. Um, and those we're really excited about. Um, one uh, other thing that I've heard um, and that we've um, is uh, when people see just even the color green and some trees, I think of a, uh, and describe this project as a park. And uh, for us, we've tried not to use that word because um, we think that uh, thinking of this as a park is, is limiting in what it's actually doing. This is actually a pretty high-performance piece of, of civic infrastructure that is doing a number of different things with some massive uh, uh, improvements to the way uh, local ecology and, and watersheds are working. There's um, tremendous stormwater benefits. It's also creating um, important civic space uh, that is used at a variety of different scales and functions. Um, What's, what's that mean? What's that mean? What that means is that uh, we, for instance, if we wanted to uh, design a, a large space that can handle a large event on a weekend, and that's uh, soil and lawn um, and paved surfaces need to be engineered and designed in a way that can handle that kind of uh, impact. And yet, and when it's a quiet Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning, feel like of inviting open space to uh, explore and that will um, be approachable in other ways, that it doesn't feel like a big empty venue. That's, um, it's, it's functioning at a range of different scales. That's, that's what, I, uh, what I mean by that. Okay. So that, uh, and that's gonna bring the, uh, uh, make this a more complete space that, uh, will in, in encourage people to visit or pass through it at, uh, you know, no matter the time of day or week part or day of the week.
0: Okay. Is there anything else? I uh, know we could go on and on from, uh, about this and, and we'll revisit this as a, certainly as a newspaper and, and probably again in a podcast before the uh, election on April 9th. Is there anything else uh, you want to touch on today?
3: I just say that, um, the design team is uh, presenting the final schematic design to city council uh, this evening, and um, so for those listeners who are hearing um, this uh, this podcast, um, go online, as I mentioned, wwwfayville argovernor on the left-hand side, um, Master Plans, Cultural Arts Corridor, and check out the, uh, the design and the images that are on the city's website, which is exactly what city council is going to see tonight, and I think they really... Um, I mean this design team has just done a fantastic job of renderings and um, laying out a space that is truly phenomenal and fantastic and I would encourage folks to take a look at it online um, and you know ask questions if you've got uh, questions about what's going on go to that speak up site and um, there's a whole list of FAQs check those out but but ask us questions um, if something doesn't make sense to us because Uh, We really think this is just an amazing opportunity for downtown Fayetteville and for the future of all of Fayetteville and Northwest Arkansas. All
0: right, folks, that's our interview that was recorded January 29th. As Peter mentioned, the plans were presented that night to the City Council, and work on the project continues. Uh, Just make sure to go to to the City's website. It's Fayetteville-AR.gov and choose the Master Plans link on the left to see those plans. Uh, That's our show this time around. Thanks for listening. Keep coming back. We'll make more.